Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and review on iTunes. I really appreciate everybody, especially that does that. And plus, when you go get it on iTunes, you can get the full archive of every episode of Rock Strikes 10. Now we're up to 144 episodes. All right. And uh, boy, are my arms tired. No, actually, uh, just got back into town last night. Myself and my special lady, Nola, took a couple of days off and went out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, actually, to see one of her best friends and also see another Kiss Def Leppard show. It was the second one we saw on this tour. It was a great tour. And uh, one of the other reasons I'm talking about it is that'll kind of tie into this episode as well. This particular episode, we're going to do some more odds and ends of 2014. And for those of you new to the show, old friends will know what this is. But the odds and ends are songs that show up on compilations, soundtracks, EPs, cover albums, single-only releases, uh, you know, reissues. You get the idea. Stuff that is it going to wind up on a best of list. At some point I thought, hey, let's shed a little spotlight on some of these things that uh, sometimes go unnoticed, you know, at least by the masses. And, uh, you know, sometimes I forget that they exist too until, you know, maybe I get lucky and bump into one like at the store or something. But uh, let's get a nice checklist going on here. Stuff you should definitely check out. Rock Strikes 10 approved, as always. We're going to kick off the show here today with something off of the brand new EP by Skid Row. Yes, Skid Row, have you, have you been with them in a while? Because uh, if you haven't, this is a great time to get back on board. No, Sebastian is not in the band anymore. Yes, Johnny Solinger is still the singer, but you should definitely support him because they've been putting out a, a set of EPs over this last year. Uh, this latest one, uh, it's called The United World Rebellion. They're up to Chapter 2 now. I played something from Chapter 1 on a Past Odds and Ends episode, and I think you should definitely check these releases out. It's the best stuff they've done since Subhuman Race. Highly recommended. And uh, for further proof, check this out. The opening track off of Rise of the Damnation Army from Chapter 2 of the United World Rebellion set. This is Skid Row with We Are the Damned. <laughs> Down between the skinny grapes beneath 
All right, there you go. Kicking off the show here just right. That was Skid Row with We Are the Damned from Chapter 2, United World Rebellion, Rise of the Damnation Army. Go check that out, and go check out Chapter 1 as well. On Chapter 2, it, it is an EP, but it's it's close to about a half hour because they added a couple of extra bonus tracks on there. I love me some bonus tracks, especially when they're fun cover versions of great 70s classics. They do a cover of Queen's Sheer Heart Attack on there, and also Aerosmith Rats in the Cellar. Gotta love that, so go check it out. I, I, I like Johnny Solinger and the band a lot. And I think when they come to your town, you should go support them. they got a couple of American dates coming up in September. I think one in North Carolina, one in Georgia. And they're going to be in Europe for the rest of the year. But uh, if they come to your neck of the woods, go support them. Because they, they definitely are doing it for the love of rock and roll. Because if they were doing it for the money, they'd get Sebastian back in the band. So there you go. Further proof right there. All right, next song here on the show. Going to play you something off of a single release from Record Store Day from April of this year, going back to April. Uh, something that uh, a band that is always putting out stuff for Record Store Day, so I like that. Going to play you something by Garbage. I'm a Garbage fan. I'm looking forward to their new record. They're, I think, done recording it now, or they're working on it still, but they're going to have a new record out pretty soon. But this definitely tides me over. According to the info I found, this is a song that they had recorded during the Absolute Sessions for uh, their Greatest Hits album a few years ago. And uh, they never put it out, but they wound up re-recording it. And since they re-recorded it, they turned it into a duet between Shirley and actually Brody Dahl, who I played on a previous episode here not too long ago. So here you go. There's some greatness, some girl power right here. Garbage with Brody doing Girls Talk. Power away. Girls talk shit when you're back. 
All right, there you go. That was Garbage with Brody Dahl doing a song called Girls Talk. It was a Record Store Day single, but as luck would have it, you can download it officially on iTunes. So there's another uh, song on there as well, a B-side, taken from the sessions from their previous album. So go check that out, especially if you're a fan. Hope you like that track. Uh, Moving on to the next song here, we're going to stick with the girl power. Uh, There's quite a bit of it here on this show, so I hope you're down with that, because I am. Uh, An album that is just shy of being over 30 years old right now. That makes me feel old because uh, I first came into music consciousness like around four years old. I was really early to the dance, at least as far as I can tell when I ever poll any friends that I've met over the years about this. But I was operating the radio dial at a very young age, uh, flipping around TV, looking for music, all that kind of stuff, asking for 45s instead of Hot Wheels cars. That, That was me. And that's why I'm doing this show right now. Uh, So all these albums from like 83, 84, over the span of this last calendar year, a lot of them have been getting the 30th anniversary treatments, and and boy, does that make me feel old. Uh, But one of the big albums from the early era of my music fandom, and I still love this record to death, Uh, you should definitely own this album. Yes, it's a classic, but you should definitely own it. You might have heard half of this record a million times, but the other half is great too. Talking about Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual album. This is a great album. Catchy as hell. Uh, there's enough rock stuff on there. You know, there's some new wave nuances. But it's it, why categorize it? It's just great music. So the kickoff track on this album still gets me every time. So here you go. This is Cindy Lauper with Money Changes Everything.
All right, there you go. That was the kickoff track from Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual album. That was Money Changes Everything. And since I didn't mention it beforehand, there there actually is an official release of this, the 30th anniversary. It's called a 30th anniversary celebration, actually. Uh, the only gripe that I have on this is that they changed the original album cover. To me, that's a big no-no. But the music's still there. It still sounds great. So I, I got to recommend it for sure, on principle. Uh, there's also a vinyl release of it now for the 30th anniversary, so uh, all that's out there. I, I got real lucky on this trip that we just got off of that I mentioned at the top of the show. Went into an FYE in a mall, which is something we don't have out here, not because we don't live in a big area, but because we just don't have a lot of even chain record stores anymore out here in our neck of the woods. Uh, but the thing I always liked about you know Sam Goody's and Fyes is yeah they charged out the butt for their music but if if you went into the clearance area all those you know bodegas type uh, little islands in the middle of the store you always found a good deal on stuff that wasn't moving and uh, I got lucky kind of on on a fluke actually I kind of got lucky on a fluke actually I got this album the other day for five dollars brand new at that Fye. Uh, probably because of an employee error, because they had the original reissue, you know, from about 10 years ago in the $5 bins. And I guess they probably said, pull them and, and put the $5 thing on them and not realizing that the newer version was already in there. So I think somebody screwed up, but uh, who came up on that one? This guy right here, $5. So you, you just got to keep your eyes peeled and maybe you'll run into a good deal even by accident. And, uh, you know, it's not like Cindy ate that. The the store did. So, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some of you out there that, that you've, you've done that before. And I'm not talking about sticker switching. I'm talking about just capitalizing on an employee error. So, all right. Moving on here. Next song I'm going to play here is off of an album that I, I think is celebrating its 40th anniversary. Man, uh, not that I was alive when this album was big, but... I gotta say, this is one of my all-time favorite records, so you gotta have this album if you don't already. I've talked it up before on a previous episode. I think when I did my favorite songwriters of all-time episode, this album is absolute genius. Uh, Not too much filler for a double release. Uh, At least initially it was double vinyl. It's pretty much on one disc anywhere you're going to find it. But there's a, a nice couple of different box sets out for Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So depending on what your budget is, there's uh, different ones for you. There's like a regular two-disc deluxe version, and there's like the $50 version. So, of course, the $50 version has a bunch of extra live stuff from that particular tour when he was supporting the album. And uh, I think some people covering songs from it, which I think is kind of weird to have like a tribute album on the box set of the original album. To me, that's odd. And probably because I'm not really into anybody that's on it. So uh, I, I can't even rattle off any names right now. But I remember when I saw the list, I was like, ugh. Uh, but all that aside, the album is, is amazing. And I don't know if I mentioned this yet on the show this year. But uh, on my birthday this year, Nola actually took me to see Elton John. It was the first time I got to see him. And it was awesome. And uh, when she told me we were going, it was like, you know, the, the day the tickets went on sale because she had to tell me to, you know, make sure you take the night off because I'm, I'm that guy. I don't really take my birthday off from work. But she's like, take the night off. I'm taking in Elton John. And 
uh, I remember going on like the Facebook page for it was either Elton or Live Nation, but they were like, "Hey, who's going to the show?" You know, and I decided I'd get in on this, and they said, "What do you want to hear?" And I swear on my podcast here that everything that I wrote down, I think with the exception of one song, I think I wrote down ten songs on my comment list. They all got played, and not only that. But they were songs that he wasn't playing on the tour before he got to the Dallas show. So I know I made some of these songs happen. And I was just blown away by that. So you go and check. If you don't believe me, go and check the set list prior to March 13th of this year. And you won't see Roy Rogers on that list, but you'll see it on the Dallas show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He played Roy Rogers, and I've seen that movie too, back to back. One of the great live concert moments I've ever witnessed. And it happened to be on my birthday, so, you know, it was the shit. Of course it was. Uh, if you never heard this song, it's great. It's one of my favorite ballads of all time. And it just gives you that warm feeling. You know, I don't think Nola had ever heard this song before. And no fault of her own. That's actually my fault. Because I never, like, said, listen to this album. Uh, but uh, she was like, that was a good song. You know, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> so just a highlight of the show. If you've never heard this song, check it out right now. This is a really nice song. This is Elton John from Goodbye Yellow Brick Road with Roy Rogers. Sometimes you dream, sometimes it seems.
whose eyes you think clear I can hear whose beats ahead There you go. That was Elton John, of course, with his longtime songwriting partner, Bernie Toppin, there helping him out. That was Roy Rogers from the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road record. Go check out that 40th anniversary edition. It's something else. It is, it's genius. What else can I say? Moving on to the next song here. Going to play you something by a band I've been a fan of for a while. I got turned on to them by uh, this guy, Brian, that used to be my assistant manager at the old record store. He brought in an album by this band one day, and I was like, these guys are really good. Like, they, they kind of have a, a power pop thing, you know, with still that kind of alternative hipness that would get the kids to listen to them. But, you know, they never made it huge. But it's just a, it's a band you should definitely check out all of their stuff. A band called Self. I've played them on the show before. Uh, but thankfully, thankfully, the guy that basically is the the, 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 the whole band and I know that I know he'd probably hate me saying that, but Matt Mahaffey, the guy that does everything for the band self, uh, finally put some new stuff out this year. And as soon as it came out, I just happened to see it listed. That's why I check iTunes every single week on Tuesday. Like I check Amazon and iTunes every Tuesday, just so I know, you know, make sure I don't miss something. And lo and behold, there was a brand new self EP called Super Fake Nice. Didn't hesitate a second downloaded it right away and I, man i think it might be the best stuff they've ever done it's so friggin good uh multiple multiple range of influences that this guy has i mean he does kind of wear his influences on his sleeve but i just love the fact that it's it sounds like he just put them all in a blender and you got it here you're you're gonna hear on the cp influences of prince and elo and and just like top 40 right now uh, but he makes it sound so good. Uh, God, I, I, I go on and on about how great this band is and how much you should listen to him. But I'm going to let one of these songs do the talking here. Uh, a song that I think you guys might like the best on this particular episode is this one. From their new EP, Super Fake Nice, this is Self with Subconscious Life.
All right, that was Self with Subconscious Life from their EP, Super Fake Nice, which you should immediately go out and purchase right away, either on Amazon, MP3. I don't think there's a physical yet of it. I didn't wait for it, to be quite honest. Uh, I couldn't wait to get it. And I can't stop listening to it, so you gotta go listen to this record. Every song sounds completely different, and I love even the real poppy stuff on there. And I, I went with the, the more ELO-flavored song, because I thought you would like that out there. Maybe give more of a chance if you heard that one instead of something that was really kind of uh, off the beaten path from what we usually do here on Rock Strikes 10. But that whole thing is great. Just go listen to it, damn it. All right. Going to play you something off of a, a single release from this year from a band that actually finally woke up and put out a new record last year. So glad they're still putting out a few new songs here and there. A band called Tomahawk, led by Mike Patton. Of course, uh, with, let's see if I can get the lineup without looking. Uh, Dwayne Dennison from Jesus Lizard on guitar. Uh, Kevin Rutmanis, Rup- I've never been able to say it right. Uh, he was in Mr. Bungle. He played, I think he played for the Cows at one point, I want to say. And then uh, John Stainer, ex-Helmet on drums. Just a, a, a great, uh, crazy band supergroup right there. I don't know what else to call him. But Tomahawk, my favorite thing that Mike Patton has done post-Faith No More. And uh, they have a single out called Meat. So here it is, some Tomahawk.
right, there you go. Some Tomahawk for you. Their new single, Meat. That came out a few months ago, and you can just get it on iTunes. I think that was also a Record Store Day release. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what happened with that. And you can, like I said, thankfully find it on iTunes now because either I can't wake up that early, I don't have enough money to buy everything, and so it's all or nothing, or I have to work on Record Store Day every goddamn time. But that's just that's that's what happens with me. Uh, usually some of my stuff is so unpopular it's still there at the stores, you know, weeks and weeks afterwards. So, yeah, uh, moving on here. I'm uh, going to finally play something on the show from the new Ronnie James Dio tribute album called This Is Your Life. What to play? I mean, I've been listening to this thing since it came out. There's some stuff that I was really surprised by, some stuff I expected to be great, and it was. Some stuff I was a little let down about here and there. Uh, but it, it pretty much turned out the way I wanted to. It's one of the better tribute albums I've ever heard, easily. And uh, actually, I think it's the people that you know aren't necessarily household names, especially in America here, uh, that kind of stole the show for me. I mean, of course, Anthrax was great. I, I love Tenacious D's version of Last in Line. It's it's fun, but it's very respectful at the same time. I know some metal purists don't like Tenacious D, but I think they did an awesome job with Last in Line. You know, the Metallica Rainbow Rising medley is fun. Uh, but I, I think the, the the two Euros, man, Glenn Hughes and Doro, they stole the show on this one. And I was really torn between who to play. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm going to have to go with Doro Pesh. I, the Glenn Hughes track is amazing, uh, but Doro does such a great job. And I love this song anyway. Uh, Doro Pesh deserves more of your time. Uh, because she's been doing it for uh, quite a bit, and uh, you know she's—I think she's a metal icon, and she deserves way more press in America. It's—it's—it's it's, it's downright criminal the way that that she is ignored. So maybe I can help in just a little way here and play her on Rock Strikes Ten. So here's Doro from the Dio tribute album with Egypt. The chains are on. Turn it up.
All right, there you go. That was Doro. Doro Pesh doing an awesome version of Egypt the Chains Are On, originally done by Dio. Uh, you know, proof positive of how awesome Doro is. Uh, that track actually is older than this tribute album. It appeared on a European Dio tribute album from 2000. And they just took that version from there because it's so awesome. And you can't even tell that that recording is, is now, you know, about 15 years old. Still sounds great. And that just shows you how awesome she is. So go go support her. Uh, she was the singer for Warlock, if you don't know that. Uh, just go look her up on Wikipedia and go do some homework and check her out. You need to have some Doro records in your life. All right, and, and a band that was also on the Dio tribute album, I mentioned them earlier, Metallica. Metallica has a brand new song out, and uh, since they're you know writing their own ticket right now, they're completely independent. Uh, they decided we're just going to put a new song out and put it out on iTunes. Not even committing to, like, it's called a first pass version of this new song called Lords of Summer. So it's like, well, we may put this on the new album, and we may not, but this is uh, this is our first go at it, so let us know what you think. And uh, let me know what you think about the practice of doing that, and do you like the song? Hey, it's Metallica. We love to debate Metallica in the metal world, so here you go. New Metallica called The Lords of Summer. Check it out. <laughs>
right, there you go. That was Metallica with their brand new song, Lords of Summer, the first pass version. And you should go buy that song legitimately on iTunes, spend that $1.29, support Metallica in their indie era. Yes, uh, don't, don't sue me. Yes. No, Metallica, they don't seem to be nearly as litigious as they had the reputation of being. Uh, I'm still scared of Prince. As much as I respect and love the man, I'm still scared of him. Uh, but I, I will say, I, I do believe in purchasing your music. And I say this pretty much on every episode, but I really do mean it. I don't mean to make, you know, I'm making light of it, but it's all in fun. It's a freaking podcast, my God. I do tell my friends, we, we talk about Metallica quite a bit. I'm like, hey, you ever replacing that disc? You know, you you loan out Ride the Lightning and somebody steals it or they, they don't bring it back? Well, then when you go, you know, to your record store, make sure you look at the spine and it says blackened music on the spine. That means Metallica gets the money and not the major label. So do yourself a favor. Check that spine before you spend the money. And they, like I said, they've been doing some cool stuff since they've gone independent. You know, like even that Through the Never soundtrack. I, I think I played something of that on one of the uh, more recent Odds and Ends episode. You, you got a full double live album for like $10. I mean, come on. You know, they, they put out that Blu-ray, $15 on the sticker. No more. They can't charge you more for it. Just like they used to do on that, like the 598 EP. I used to love that stuff. So I'm glad they, they're doing that again. Metallica. All right. Now, what I talked about at the top of this particular episode, went out of town uh, to see some friends, see a friend. So thanks. I'm going to take the time out to personally thank Emily for putting us up for a couple of days. Uh, super cool. You're super awesome. You're an excellent hostess. And we were very happy, and it made us very proud to take you to your first KISS show. And uh, she seemed to enjoy it very much. Uh, she even told me after the show that she just was kind of mesmerized by it. So she she wasn't like necessarily like rocking out, but she was just like, kind of wide-eyed it was so cool to watch i love taking people to their first kiss show before we get to kiss here we're going to get to the other band on that bill the great def leppard always enjoy seeing def leppard they played the exact same set that they did when we saw them a month and a half ago i totally expected them to it's fine uh they sound great and i could listen to those songs every day i never get sick of them I get a little sick of Photograph and Rock of Ages, but they're still great songs. So I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna front on that and uh, nitpick. Uh, Freaking dude, bring it on the heartbreak. Let it go. Uh, you know anything off of Hysteria? Those are perfect songs. They're just amazing. And uh, I, as luck would have it, I have something to play by Def Leppard for the Odds and Ends. And even this year, we talked about the Viva Hysteria set, which was on I think the last Odds and Ends episode. And since then, they put out a deluxe version of uh, the the uh, underrated Slang record. It's it's a fan favorite. If you're a hardcore Def Leppard fan, uh, you'll love the Slang record. I'm talking about the cult fans, you know. Uh, you know, it, it didn't sell a whole lot of records. It came out in the mid '90s when it was just like a crime to love Def Leppard. But I remember buying it the day it came out. I loved that record. I still love it. It's more good than bad. And uh, they, they just basically opened the vault for the deluxe of this. Their full album remastered, it sounds great. Uh, probably every demo that exists is on the set. It's a two-disc set now, 
And uh, the, when it came out, you could easily actually just go to Best Buy and get it for, I think, probably about 11 or $12 for two discs. Uh, so it, it's a great product, and you should support it. And one of my favorite songs on the record, uh, there's a version on the deluxe on disc two that actually features the song with Phil Collins singing it instead of Joe Elliott. And uh, myself and Nola were talking about uh, yeah, kind of how much Phil Collins really is like the MVP of the band in, in our personal opinions. Kind of like Eric Singer is for Kiss. He's kind of their ace in the hole vocally. Pardon the pun. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Phil is uh, probably at this point my favorite member of the band. Uh, like I said, great high harmonies, uh, really compliments Joe's vocals, and uh, it's great that he's there. Uh, you know, no disrespect to any of the other guys, but Phil is awesome. So here you go. This is uh, Phil Collin singing the slang track Gift of Flesh off the new deluxe edition. So check it out. <laughs>
from the deluxe edition of Slang, that was uh, Phil Collins singing Def Leppard's track, Gift of Flesh, there. Hope you enjoyed that. Go pick up that release, especially if you've never given Slang a chance. Uh, you can get a whole lot of music for not a lot of money. So go check out that Slang Deluxe. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, since then, they're really not putting out great new records anymore. So. You know, just kind of uh, kid yourself and thinking this is a new release. I, I don't know. Just do whatever you want. Who cares? All right. Last song here, of course, we're going to go out with some Kiss. And it's legit for the odds and ends because they put out a another compilation. Yes, I, I know even the hardcore fan base is tired of the collections. But if you've never bought a Kiss release before or you have a friend that wants to get into Kiss... The one they put out this year is is one to check out for sure. It's called 40, uh, 40 Decades of Decibels or something like that. But it's a basic black cover. It's a two-disc set. And they make sure that there's at least one track from every studio album. And even, you know, some of the Alive albums too. Even Killers. Uh, so it, it's just a really cool set. Uh, every possible major release is represented so it's a great 101 for the uninitiated. For the hardcore nerdy fans like myself that just have to get it, I'm Kiss Army and Kiss Navy. Uh, they put on some tracks there that haven't been available commercially. A few unique live cuts from previous tours. Uh, the demo for Reputation, which has never been on an official release. I don't really uh, you know, scour the earth for bootlegs too much. Uh, not that I wouldn't like some. But I'm just uh, undisciplined when it comes to converting MP3 files off of YouTube. So I just figured at some point it will be special for me whenever they decide to release things here and there. That's kind of how I take it. So uh, one of my favorite unique tracks that hadn't been available on anything uh, until this release here of 40 is a track they took from the Sonic Boom Tour. And it's from the Netherlands, actually. Uh, Arnhem, to be exact. Recorded on June 18th of 2010. And I, I was really happy with the Sonic Boom Tour, mainly because they busted out a few favorites that they haven't played on, uh, you know, they haven't played them in forever, basically. And not literally, but uh, figuratively. And uh, love Crazy Crazy Nights. What can I say? It's a fun song. And I think they should never drop it from the set list. That's my opinion. So here you go. Closing off the show here. Uh, still coming down from seeing these guys. And always a blast. Here you go. This is Kiss with a live version of Crazy Crazy Nights. It's a crazy crazy night!
Alright, there you go. That was the iconic, the greatest live band in the entire world, Kiss, with Crazy Crazy Nights, live from Arnhem in the Netherlands, June 18th, 2010. I'm going to go ahead and dedicate that one out there to Tino, since that was from the Netherlands, and Tino's from the Netherlands. Uh, did you get to go to that show? Let me know. Uh, how are you on the Kiss? I, I, that live version to me has almost taken over the studio version at this point. Eric Singer sounds awesome on it. I love when he does the high harmony on the, the chorus. That's I'm really glad they included that for 40. So to me, it was worth it just for that. I was able to find a really cool Best Buy. Best Buy should be freaking sponsoring this episode. I dropped their name enough. Uh, but uh, I got the, the, the CD t-shirt combo with a, a really cool... Was, usually the t-shirts are lame in those things, but... The one for Kiss 40 is great because they, for those of you who ever had the vinyl of Rock and Roll Over, uh, that, that, that flip circle logo, you know, where they just, it's in the inner sleeve of the, the record, the, the sleeve that's holding the record, that thing, that's what's on the shirt. So if you ever wonder why they didn't put that on a shirt and you wanted one, now's your chance. It's in that 40 set, so go get it. All right. We're going to end the show here today. I hope you enjoyed this one. I promise that Moscow Music Peace Festival show uh, with myself and Logan, that is going to be the next episode. I guarantee it that's going to be the next episode because it's already in the bag. I just got to put it out now. So stay tuned for that one. Until then, go to cnjradio.com, home of Rock Strikes 10 here. The links to the Facebook, the Twitter, and the email, joey at cnjradio.com. Drop me a line. Uh, feel free to comment on the Facebook page. And also just uh, let me know if you have any show theme requests. I'm always taking show theme requests. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. While you're on cnjradio.com, go check out The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. All other podcasts on cnjradio.com, schedules permitting. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Living on